Hey there, welcome to the Unlimited Podcast. My name's James Marriott. Thank you for joining us today as we delve once again into the business world of South Yorkshire. The Unlimited Podcast is recorded, edited and produced by wearesoundmedia.com and hosted on captivate.fm, the easiest way to host your podcast. So, autumn is upon us. So we decided to take the chance to grab the last of the sunshine and take the podcast outside and that's because this year is the 40th birthday of Jenks. Now you might not have heard of Jenks, don't worry, all will be explained. And to do all this, it meant meeting up in a playground. Hello, I'm Holly Jenkins, I'm a director at Jenks Limited. Holly, uh, this is by the way the first time I believe that we've done the Unlimited podcast out in the open on what is describe it as like a, a late summer, early autumn, kind of hazy sunshine. It's about half nine, ten o'clock in the morning. Glorious day to be outside. Um, and we're looking at what I would just, I would say is a, is a playground, but it's not just any playground. Tell, tell, tell me about where we are. So we're outside the New Paces school site in Chapel Town in Sheffield. And this site is about to be redeveloped into a fully accessible playground um, for children. I don't know if you know anything about Pace's school, but Pace's is a conductive education centre um, and they do fantastic work with um, children with all kinds of disabilities, but particularly children with cerebral palsy. We've been working with Pace's for a number of years as our, as our charity partner and we've got a great relationship with them and we, we work with children with disabilities. That's what we do. And so having the opportunity to be involved in this project to redevelop this very basic play space into something which is going to be a real kind of showstopper for the, for the kids at the school and for the wider community is just fantastic. So obviously we're, we're talking about uh, developing something for people with you know kind of particular needs. So, so this is not just going to be any kind of old playground like you might expect to find kind of down the, the road. Tell, tell us what's going to be different about this. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, I think that, you know, we all we all see playgrounds, don't we? And until you see a playground like you will get in your local park through the eyes of a family that have got a child with disabilities or through the eyes of that child themselves, you don't realise just how inaccessible many public play spaces are. And it's and it's not that hard. It's not that hard to make the change. But for whatever reason, it just it just doesn't happen. So I'm really hoping that this facility becomes a bit of a flagship, really, becomes a bit of a an opportunity for other people to look at what can be achieved in a, in a local space. There's nothing, you know, it's quite a nice setting, but there's nothing special about this. We're fortunate to live in Sheffield. We've got nice settings all over the place. And, and to make a play space which has got, for example, an accessible swing. So a child who can't sit in a regular swing can still get on a swing, a more supportive swing, and have that experience that is a, an absolute fundamental of childhood. So what, what have the challenges been uh, for you and your team in kind of planning and, and, and putting together the, the plans for this? I suppose for us, it's a new thing. We, we make equipment for children 
who are living with disabilities and that equipment is designed to um, to support them physically and also to help them access learning and fun opportunities but the equipment that we make is essentially furniture I suppose very supportive very bespoke furniture um, for children it, it isn't anything like the, the playground equipment so it's been really great to be involved in something allied but but different. It's really nice to turn your hand to that. We've been really fortunate that the team um, at Paces are just as enthused about this project as we are. They've got a great contractor on board who is an expert in this area. So between us, we've been able to work together to come up with plans that I think are really going to be pretty special. It sounds like a really good collaborative project as well, which in kind of the post-COVID world is is, is what we all love um, seeing is people kind of working together to create something that's special. So as we as we kind of look over this space at the at the moment, as you said, not not kind of anything particularly spectacular right now. In in the months to to come, as as things are redeveloped, give us a bit of an insight into the kind of thing that we're going to be looking at. Then, so you mentioned the swing there. What what else is 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 likely to be you know in front of us in a few months' time? Okay, so I think when you are thinking about about playground design, particularly about accessible playground design, you you need to think a bit more broad than your standard playground. You know, your standard swings, slide, etc. You need to really think about what is it that you're looking to achieve. And what we are wanting to create here is a real multi-sensory environment because we're going to be having children visit this space of all different physical ability levels. Some of those children absolutely will be able to access normal playground equipment, standard playground equipment. Some children will need adapted um, options and some children might not be able to access equipment in the standard way so there needs to be something for them to do there as well so we'll be looking to address different sensory areas so auditory for example musical instruments things that children can run up to and play or things that children who are wheelchair users can wheel up to and play and have that opportunity to get involved there as well proprioceptive things so things like climbing nets ladders anything that helps children to kind of bend and stretch and compress and pull their joints that's really important in terms of their physical development and it's also lots of fun for them as well anything tactile children love tactile things i've got a baby who is into everything at the moment but that's because they love tactile things so anything can be tactile smooth surfaces rough surfaces sand you know all of those kinds of things are elements that we might look to incorporate into into the final design yeah and then of course visual you know it's a it's a playground space you want children and children of any ability level to look at it and think yes I want to get involved there because that's what motivates them particularly children that might find it more challenging to access the equipment if it looks great and it looks fun they are going to automatically be more motivated to overcome some of those challenges that they've got to work with that and to, and to get out there and, and, and play with their peers I, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth here but the impression that I get from, from what you're kind of talking about here is that this this could be something that are we talking here about some children that have maybe never really had the opportunity to use a playground before because they're just not accessible? Could this be the first time that some of these children are actually going to be able to kind of play and, and the stuff that we all took for granted when we were, were kids? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Without, without a doubt. Um, I think that we kind of as a, as a, as a national society haven't 
really engaged fully with the idea that children with disabilities are children, that the business of childhood is play and that we need to make that accessible to children in all its in all its formats. There's loads of things going on behind the scenes, I suppose, at the moment. You might have seen some of them in the press. Earlier this year, the chief medical officers issued guidance on physical activity for children with disabilities for the first time ever in this country and I think in 2022 and it's the first time we've had that guidance but it's great that we have got it now and that guidance says that that the children with disabilities should be looking for 20 minutes of physical activity a day and that's massive because it's the first time we've had something concrete to say we've got to make this we've we've now got a government recommendation here and we've got to be able to put that into reality there are there are things there that have they've been there for a long time the equality act talks about um reducing barriers so that that people children included have access in the same way that they're not discriminated against the un convention for the rights of the child talks about the right to play these things are there we what we we don't need more legislation what we need is is action and so projects like this grassroots projects like this that actually take that and say do you know what we're going to go right ahead with this and give that opportunity to children i'm hoping will be an inspiration to other areas it's brilliant um is this first of its kind in sheffield in terms of this project yeah definitely if you look around um some of the playgrounds that have been refurbished in more recent years there is accessible play equipment in some of those which is fantastic to see but this is the first playground that has been designed from from concept to be a fully inclusive play space. That's brilliant. I love that. So we've obviously we've 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 talked there about the playground. Tell me a bit more about Jenks on a, a wider kind of scale. Okay. Um so we are celebrating our 40th anniversary this year. Happy anniversary. Thank you very much. I, I'm going to say at this point that I wasn't around at the conception <laughs> of the company. So, um, yeah, so Jenks Limited was actually set up by my parents 40 years ago. Um, my mum was a paediatric physiotherapist who worked with children um, with special needs, very similar population um, of children to the children that attend Pace's school. And 40 years ago, um, the type of equipment that we make, the, the supportive furniture I suppose for want of a better word didn't really exist and my my mother Catherine could see a real need for that for one particular child that she was looking after and I kind of came home and talked about it as you do at home and my father back in the days where you could do this made something for this child in the cellar she took it into work it worked beautifully I mean you can't do the, the le- now that makes my heart stop thinking about all the regulations that you that you wouldn't meet these days but you could do that then and you know that was heartfelt that was that was to give that one child an opportunity to do something in his, in his case to stand that he never would have had and the company grew from there it was actually never the idea was never to start a company in the first place it was to help that child and that's something that we try to keep at the heart of everything that we do even even now 40 years later we distribute all over the world now um, we've got a team of 150 people but every person that joins Jenks has learns that story they sit down and they hear about the journey that we've we've been on because every child is that first child i suppose i mean we we obviously you know we, we've covered a lot of different businesses that do different things on the podcast in in unlimited magazine obviously we're talking about all the brilliant things that are happening right across south yorkshire but what you're doing is i mean it's actually changing lives isn't it absolutely yeah definitely and you know i don't say that lightly a few years ago 
um, I went to visit a young lady fairly locally to here um, just to do a review with her sleep system. She was actually going off to university and she needed to take her sleep system with her, which was fantastic. Um, So we were just looking at how we were going to manage that. And her mum pulled me to one side and she said to me, this young lady has used um, equipment that we've manufactured for her whole life from being a baby, really. And without that equipment, her life probably, her life expectancy probably would have been limited to such an extent that she never would have made it to university. And that really, it hits you hard. And it really makes me proud to be involved in in what we do and I and I and I don't say to kind of lead it or run it I say to be involved because it really is a team effort it's a team effort between the people that are there now but and all the people that have come before the people that are there there now because we wouldn't be changing lives like that if everybody wasn't pulling together in that same direction that's amazing um obviously you've talked about the the story to date in the last 40 years what what are your visions for the next 40 years oh. <laughs> just bigger and better things I suppose working with even more children I am really keen to be involved in more projects like this 40 years ago um we we were unknown you know I suppose it wasn't even a business in in the first instance whereas now we are one of the biggest organizations worldwide doing what we do and what we do is very niche but we're we are a big name and that gives us a platform and that gives us a platform to be able to talk and I suppose in situations like this but also in in other forums to really raise awareness and to advocate for those children and young people and there are opportunities all over the world you know we're a we are a developed economy and um you know say what you will about access not being as good as it perhaps should and and that is definitely a thing and there's definitely more work that we can do but you look to to other developing countries um around the world and there is so much that we can do there to help those children as well who are who are in absolute dire need so that's what the next 40 years looks like i suppose growing looking at different innovative ways that we can help even more children at home and internationally uh, and what's the what does the timescale look like in terms of this project where we are now with the playground? Um, so the contractors are beginning work in the next few weeks, Excellent. just in time for winter, <laughs> as as always happens with these things. Um, so hopefully it will be finished um, as soon as possible, and then when it is ready, we will be having a bit of a party, a little a grand opening. So everybody will get invited along to that. Our team are going to be here. Um, painting the fence and you know back to that visual point making this really look like the the exciting fun space that that it will be excellent and just finally if anyone wants to find out more about jenks and what you do what's the best way of them um finding out more uh probably have a look on our social media channels or on our website jenks.com loads of information on there lots of pictures lots of testimonials yes so if you're interested please do Excellent, Holly. Thank you. And I look forward to in a few months kind of sitting back where we are now and and just seeing what a a different view will be um, in front of us. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much. 